You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. I am Brad Brown. Coming up on tonight's show, there was another explosive press conference uh, from the Aussies today as uh, the plot thickens with regards to sandpaper gates. I'll bring you that press conference tonight. Uh, also coming up on the show, Steve Compella has warned prospective coaches not to chase after his job at Kaiser Chiefs. We'll have more on that story as well. Starting off with stories making news headlines. If you haven't heard yet, David Warner and Steve Smith have both been handed 12-month bans while Cameron Bancroft has been handed a nine-month ban uh, following their role in the ball-tampering saga that took place at Newlands in Cape Town this past weekend. Bancroft and Smith have also not been allowed to stand for any leadership roles within Australian cricket for two years, while David Warner has uh, been told he will never captain an Australian cricket side. Meanwhile, the Indian Premier League chairman Rajiv Shukla has banned uh, the pair as well for this year's tournament. Smith and Warner have 1.9 million US dollar contracts with the Rajasthan Royals and Sunrisers Hyderabad, respectively. On to some football news. Arbitrator Nasir Kasim SC has ruled that Tendai Ndoro matter to be referred to the world football governing body, FIFA, arguing that PSL's dispute resolution chamber does not have jurisdiction over the matter. Orlando Pirates and Polokwane City had lodged a protest with the PSL arguing that Ajax Cape Town had contravened FIFA rules by fielding the player. Player played for Pirates before signing for Saudi Arabian side Al Fasleh before returning to the PSL to join Ajax. FIFA rules prohibit a player from playing for three different clubs in a single season. He also ruled that in the meantime, Ndoro should stop playing for Ajax. On to some Commonwealth Games news. South African sprinter Karina Horn has been forced to withdraw from the upcoming games on the Gold Coast due to an injury. Those games get underway next week, Wednesday. On to Rugby Island's rugby players Paddy Jackson and Stuart Holding have been acquitted of the rape charges that they've been facing in Ireland. The 26-year-old fly half Jackson, who had been capped for Ireland 25 times, and Holding 24, who's played four tests, uh, were acquitted by the jury after nearly four hours of deliberation. The two who were banned from playing pending the trial had pleaded not guilty to the charges over the alleged incident in June 2016. And finally, in golf news, golf developments in the South Africa Africa will break new ground with the launch of the Big Easy IGT Challenge Tour in April. Born out of a close collaboration between the Sunshine Tour and the IGT Challenge Tour, the co-sanctioned Big Easy IGT Challenge Tour will comprise of 15 tournaments and a tour championship at the Else Club Copperleaf. While the Big Easy Tour and the IGT Challenge Tour both retain their own identities, the standalone Big Easy IGT Challenge Tour will form part of the 40-plus event on the IGT Challenge Tour. Coming up next, we'll chat some cricket. Facts to consider when buying a second-hand motor car. Second-hand motor car purchases tend to be a challenge for many consumers. Before signing on the dotted line, insist on an offer to purchase as well as the following. Service history, original engine number or proof of police clearance if the engine was changed. The dealer must give you a list of all the defects in writing. The foot steward's clause does not apply. Six months warranty. You have to examine the vehicle and also familiarize yourself with the terms and conditions before concluding the deal. Keep all the sales records safe. For inquiries, contact Motor Industry Ombudsman, Provincial Consumer Affairs Office or National Consumer Commission. 
Exciting news for all of you who missed out on our educational show, Keta. Listen to Keta through our podcast facility. Visit iono.fm, go to Keta link, choose your station, and learn more about careers, subject choices, funding, and other exciting information. Keta is brought to you by SABC Education in partnership with the Department of Higher Education and Training. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM Sports Wrap. We start with cricket news and the big news of the day. Cricket Australia Chief Executive James Sutherland, who arrived in South Africa on Sunday night, straight into a board meeting where further changes were finalised for the Australian team ahead of the fourth and final Sunfoil Test match against the Proteas, which start on Friday. Following charges for former Captain Steve Smith, former Vice Captain David Warner and Cameron Bancroft, Sutherland went on to announce today lengthy bans for the trio since the press conference that took place last night. At 7pm at the Holiday Inn in Santon, Warner and Smith had already left the country with a year ban for both and a nine-month ban for Bancroft. Sutherland had this to say to the media today. We've held a board meeting today and I want to assure people that the chairman and other directors of Cricket Australia share these same sentiments. So on behalf of Cricket Australia, I want to apologise to all Australians that these events have taken place, and particularly to all the kids who love cricket and idolise the players. I want to also apologise to Cricket South Africa and South African fans that this issue has overshadowed what otherwise should have been a wonderful series. As the Chairman has said in his statement earlier tonight, we recognise that this issue goes beyond the technical nature of offences and various codes of conduct. It's about the integrity and reputation of Australian cricket and Australian sport. Ultimately, it's about whether Australians can feel proud of their national sporting teams. That depends as much on the way players conduct themselves as it does about winning or losing. It's all about how we play the game. Earlier today, I received an update from about the investigation being conducted by our Head of Integrity, Ian Roy. And in conducting his interviews, Ian was also accompanied by two ICC integrity officers. Whilst that investigation is not yet fully complete, uh, preliminary findings have been considered and discussed by the Cricket Australia Board earlier today. The key finding is that prior knowledge of the ball tampering incident was limited to three players, Captain Steve Smith, Vice-Captain David Warner and Cameron Bancroft. No other players or support staff had prior knowledge, and this includes Darren Lehman, who despite inaccurate media reports, has not resigned from his position. He will continue to coach the Australian men's team under his current contract. The players involved have officially been reported for breaching Cricket Australia's Code of Conduct under Article 2.3.5. The substance of the offence can be covered by terms, and I uh, paraphrase somewhat from the article, Conduct at any time that is contrary to the spirit of the game, unbecoming of a representative, harmful to the interests of the game or brings the game into disrepute. Once the investigation has concluded in the next 24 hours, sanctions will be announced and will go through the Cricket Australia Code of Conduct process and I'll come back to that in a moment. All three players who have been reported will leave South Africa tomorrow. Their replacements in the Australian squad for the fourth test here in Johannesburg will be Matthew Renshaw, Glenn Maxwell and Joe Burns. Replacement players will arrive in South Africa over the next 24 hours. Tim Payne 
has been officially appointed captain of the Australian men's test team. In regard to the three players on report, I want to stress that we are contemplating significant sanctions in each case. These sanctions will reflect the gravity with which we view what has occurred and the damage it has done to the standing of Australian cricket. I fully understand the appetite for urgency for more detail. However, urgency must be balanced with due process given the serious implications for all involved. In addition to sanctions for individuals, Cricket Australia will take the opportunity to review the conduct and culture of our professional teams, and naturally this will involve consultation with relevant experts. We'll have more to say about how this will proceed in the coming weeks. A clear focus will be on re-engaging with Australian cricket fans and the Australian public to rebuild respect and pride. I also want to place on record my strong support for the sentiments that ICC CEO David Richardson has expressed about the need to raise standards generally. I agree completely that the ICC and member countries, member boards, including Cricket Australia, need to define more clearly what is expected of players and then enforce the standards in a consistent fashion. And I agree that all member countries, including Cricket Australia, need to show more accountability for their team's conduct. Winning is important, but not at the expense of the laws or the spirit of the game. In conclusion, I understand and share the anger and the disappointment of the Australian cricket family about these events. This is a serious issue and it needs to be dealt with properly and with due diligence. But now, as a matter of urgency, we'll complete the process by tomorrow morning and in the next 24 hours we'll be in a position to announce sanctions. Sutherland almost broke down into tears when grilled by the Australian media on whether this is classified as cheating or not. It was a very tough Q&A session and this is what transpired. I'm now happy to take questions. I don't want to go into the specifics of um, sanctions and issues that might be covered there. It's not, it's not appropriate at this stage. Um, the big picture is that uh, players, three players have been reported um, and we'll deal with finalising the report and sanctions later. Uh, may I ask, whose idea was it? I mean, that is something that the investigation will have determined by uh, again, I've, there, there are issues that I can't go into because we're, we're in the midst of process. Um, I suspect some of that will come out in due, in due course, but uh, it's not appropriate because uh, of the, the technical nature of things, the process that we're working through, uh, for me to divulge um, details of, of the investigation. Has the team become arrogant? I think, uh, I think this... Um, this is a reminder to us of, of the importance of uh, how Australian cricket fans want their their players to to behave. They want them to be what they want to be proud of of their players. And clearly, a situation like this is uh, is extraordinarily bad uh, for Australian cricket. And I share, as I said earlier on, the anger and disappointment of Australian cricket fans in regard to this behaviour. James, can the culture and image of the Australian team be reshaped with Darren as the coach? And have you discussed that with him? Uh, look, Dan, I haven't, I haven't gone into any detail, to be, to be honest. Um, I've, I've arrived in South Africa early this morning. Ian Roy hasn't even been in the country for 24 hours and has worked very hard on that. I think first things first, where... Uh, try to deal with um, reporting issues and and then sanctions and we understand the urgency around that um, the the need for all of you and others to to know where we're up to that's the real focus right now and as I said 
uh, later on we'll work through process around um, that, um, th that review uh, that I mentioned earlier. James, there's one word you haven't mentioned. Did they cheat in your eyes? This is, this is not, in the laws of the game, it is not in the spirit of the game. And again, I am angry and disappointed. Is it, is it, it is not a good day for Australian cricket. James, um, what's the attitude to the other players in the team who have been dragged into this by those three teammates? Uh, it's difficult for me to say. Um, I haven't. I haven't spoken to. Um, I haven't spoken to everyone in the team. I've, I've spoken to a limited few, uh, but it's. Um, I, I can only imagine. But uh, I think it's better that you ask them. James, do you get the feeling this is an isolated incident, or has it uh, happened previously? Uh, Look, I think the the feeling the feeling from from Ian in his review is that it's it's an isolated incident. But um, again, there are things that uh, I don't want to go into too much detail around right now. But um, I certainly hope it's an isolated incident. Uh, but uh, it's certainly one of significant concern. Right. There's um, accusations that the culture of arrogance and even nastiness in terms of the Australian cricket team. Um, given that, do you consider your answer? Uh, look, at the end of the day, we want Australian cricket fans to be proud of the Australian cricket team. Uh, we're all responsible in that regard, and we will all uh, ensure that we take the necessary steps to address that. James, how many players were interviewed during the process? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not, not sure off the top of my head, but most of the players were. And officials? Uh, yes, and, and again, I don't, I don't want to go into the specifics, um, the detail, because that's not appropriate. That's Ian Roy's domain, uh, and uh, it's better. But I, I can say that, uh, as I touched on earlier on, um, Ian has covered a lot of ground in, sh in the short space of time that he's been here, and he was, through all of the interviews yesterday, accompanied by the two integrity officers from the ICC. Sam? James, will this spark a review like we saw in uh, I think, Sam, we haven't, we haven't had a chance to really consider properly how, um, how that will be dealt with. I think by the time we get to our next board meeting face-to-face, um, -face, we'll have that considered and, uh, and be working through that. But as I touched on earlier on, um, in, in the short space of time since Saturday, we've been very focused on trying to get to the bottom of... Uh, what happened on Saturday uh, to take the necessary action that we deem appropriate, which is obviously first things first, making reports and uh, and sanctions to come. James, can you explain your reaction, Quick in Australia, to Steve's comments on Saturday that if it was a mistake, the team would get over it, he would get over it, everything would move on? Do you think that was a severe underestimation of the severity of, of the scandal? Did that disappoint you, make you angry? Yes. Um, uh, James, please clarify, Darren Lehman offered to resign? Darren Lehman has not offered to resign as far as I'm aware. Uh, certainly not to me. James, what about uh, consideration of the no objection certificates for the IPL for the players that are leaving, particularly Captain? Uh, there are certain grounds uh, in regards to no objection certificates. I'm not sure this qualifies, but... Um, if there are significant suspensions that flow from this, um, that I guess ultimately will then be a matter for the uh, BCCI and the IPL. 
Do you find it uh, bitterly ironic that in a certain light, Steve Smith showed enormous leadership by fessing up and not just letting his junior player take the blame for that? That's the sort of leader you did have. Do you find that ironic? Uh, ironic, I'm not sure that's the word I'd use, but um, there, are, there are elements of, of courage and leadership that have been shown in this, and there are others uh, where, where other decisions have, could, could have been made at other times that have led us to be in the position that we're in. James, commercially, how much is this likely to hurt Australian cricket? And I'm thinking more around cricket development of women's cricket, which has just started to do really well with I think uh, it's very, very difficult to, to quantify that, uh, but uh, I wouldn't in any way want to under, underestimate the damage that it causes to the, to the game. And, and ultimately, in my view, what we are all about as an organisation is about inspiring kids to love cricket. And if this has damaged uh, the ability of cricket as a sport to inspire kids to play the game and love the game and idolise their heroes, then... Uh, it's, a, it's a sorry state and we need to do everything we can to repair that damage. Uh, James, I know you wouldn't use the cheating word, but if it wasn't cheating, what was it? And, and have these guys apologised to their teammates as well? I, I, don't know about, I don't know about the sec second part of your question, but uh, clearly, clearly we are not at all comfortable with uh, what has taken place. Uh, we have we have conducted an investigation, we have made reports and sanctions will be issued tomorrow and they'll be significant. James, and that will reflect the gravity of the situation. James, I saw the pressure on this. It's come a long way you know, to try and give us clarity on this and you've, you've conducted, obviously, interviews. Can you not just give us a yes or no answer? Is this cheating? This is not in the laws of the game. It's not in the spirit of the game. James, have you, um, have you spoken to Steve today and just how is his sort of mental state and how shattered is he of the prospect of losing the captaincy? Um, oh, look, I think everyone's affected by it. Um, uh, certainly the, the three players concerned, I haven't seen all three of them, but I've certainly seen Steve and um, he's, he's distraught, very upset. Last week, believe that Warner can come play again given the relationship with the house deteriorated with some of the teammates? I, I'm not aware of that, but um, I, I'm not sure the relevance of that. Plus Jim, James, uh, how much do you take into account the words of the Prime Minister and his criticism and how will that impact on your sanctions for these players? Um, I think, as you know, Jim, um, from the Prime Minister down, there have been views and opinions expressed, and uh, that's, a, that's a measure and indication of the standing of the game of cricket and the Australian cricket team in the eyes of the Australian public, and everyone's entitled to, to those opinions. Uh, uh, on balance, um, we, will, we need to make a judgment that's in the best interest of the game, and uh, that will be based on a whole lot of things. Um, the Prime Minister's comments are only one of uh, hundreds of thousands, millions of Australians' views, and uh, we need to make judgments uh, that are in the best interest of the game.
thing about this one, James, you said they've broken the laws of the game, they've broken the spirit of the game. You haven't mentioned the word cheating. Sorry, James, they've broken the rules. Jeff, they've broken the rules. Jeff, is it cheating? He's answered the question. He's yeah. answered it three no, times now. Yeah. He's answered the question three times. So we're moving on. Jeff? You haven't answered it. Jeff? Uh, the players involved lied to the umpires in the middle. They came and gave a press conference that was misleading where they wouldn't admit that David Warner was involved. How can anyone have any confidence that they'll be truthful in the investigation? Well, that's, uh, that's up to Ian Roy to make those judgments. And uh, he's, he's experienced in regards to these investigations as to the people that uh, from the ICC that were there and it's a matter of process that he works through in corroborating evidence and coming to a level of satisfaction about his findings and that's exactly what he's done. James, um, you, were in, you were involved in 2003 in drafting a spirit of cricket document with the team and it was also a pillar for some years of the strategy that you had for Australian cricket. Hasn't been on there more recently. Do you think the organisation has gotten away from that? Uh, I, I regard the spirit of cricket as being extremely important and um, I, as, as we know, those of us that know the game and love the game know uh, that it's beholden on everyone that plays the game to uphold the spirit of, of, of cricket. Um, the responsibilities of the captain are higher than anyone and, uh, uh, and the leaders as well, but um, certainly that is something that is uh, really important to the game of cricket and in some ways separates it from other sports, and that's uh, part of uh, what hurts right now. James, other international players from other countries have been found guilty of ball tampering in the past and got away with fines from the ICC. What is it about this situation that has prompted such outrage from the Australian public, and why are you concerned especially this time? Look, I think that it's uh, it's a it's an issue of of great proportion because of the standing of cricket uh, in the eyes of the Australian public and not only that, the Australian cricket team and uh, that I think that response is, is not terribly surprising it's a reminder of how important the game of cricket is to the Australian cricket fans and it's also a reminder to us as to how important it is to rebuild that confidence, trust and confidence and pride in the Australian cricket team going forward Thanks very much, Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some football now here on SAFM Sports Wrap. And Kaiser Chiefs head coach Steve Compella has made a special plea to coaches that he views as campaigning for his current job to be professional and respect the ethics of the industry. He went on to warn them to be careful of what they're wishing for. Speculation has gone into overdrive about how Compella's position at Amakosi is coming to an end with his three-year deal concluding at the end of June. First to be linked to the job was Free State Stars coach Luke Amel and now Township Rollers head coach Nikola Kavazovic. I don't downplay things. You have to be realistic. And again, fact remains, I, I have a job and a duty to perform a cheat as a professional till the last second. And with regards to ambitions from outside, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody wants the best position. And when people feel, listen, I would want to do it, it's nice, it's okay, it's allowed. There's nothing wrong with that. And maybe if I were to be given an opportunity to be a politician, I'll be a Democrat and not a, a dictator. But sometimes it just, it just baffles you when a colleague makes declarations that are tempting to respond to. And one thing that I told, I was told by my parents, refrain. If you feel what you're going to say might not be positive, 
better keep your mouth zipped. And I choose to keep my mouth zipped. And again, you start thinking, ah, but when all is done and dusted, maybe you've moved on, and then you start now opening your mouth. They say, no, but why didn't you say it when you were still at Chiefs? Is it maybe sour grapes? Are you spilling beans? No, no. But just a warning to my colleagues, careful what you wish for, because you must as well get it. That's a Chinese idiom, I think a proverb, whatever it is. Kavazovic is a Serbian-born coach who has qualified the Botswanan champions for their first ever CAF Champions League group stages. AML, who has done well with Stars this season, is currently fourth on the log, ahead of Chiefs with six games to play in the Absa Premiership. He's also been sponsoring a lot of media comments on the Chiefs' job. Without mentioning names, Compello was clear that he would be interested to hear how this particular coach's current team is taking this. An ambition kills. Leadership must be given and not be demanded. Anybody who goes for power and demands power, careful how power might handle you. Power shall be given and power must never be taken because there might be a possibility of resistance. And where there's resistance, there's conflict. Now, it might not be physical. Conflict is also idealistic. The difference in ideology is conflict. If I differ with a colleague who goes out there while they're holding a job, I might as well dust the table and make his employer aware that this guy is not loyal, he's a hypocrite, he's a missionary. It's a statement to the employer of that particular employee who lacks foresight and depth in understanding that sometimes staying quiet and intelligent, respecting, saves you a lot. And again, it questions your integrity, honesty, as a coach and a professional, that whilst holding a post, you're busy cutting somebody's chair, and what you do to others, there's a possibility it will happen to you. Do unto others as you wish them do unto you. That's not me, that's the Bible. Next thing they say, I'm a priest. Compello, who is in his third season at Chiefs and is yet to win some silverware, also highlighted that despite not having won anything so far, the transformation work of promoting young talent at the club will not go unnoticed. And I'm, I'm saying this because genuinely so he's asking something that is there and people ask, there's nothing wrong with people wanting to work at Chiefs, but I must respect to the position I'm at currently. And I'm not a man who's looking at personal interest. I'm a man who looks at the principle. I'm a man of process. And if you're a man of principle and process, the person comes last. My blood, flesh, and means nothing. Oscar Tavares, the coach from Uruguay, there's a statement that was made about him, that Oscar builds teams, and he's, he's involved in a long-term vision without consideration to, long, I mean, to short-term. Short-term is more about personal survival. Long-term is about public survival. There's a Greek proverb they attached to that. They said, a society grows greater when old men who plant trees plant such trees with the understanding that they are not going to be sitting in that shade. That is selflessness. If Mandela had gone for 30 years and knowing that the shade is planting is to benefit you guys, he was selfless. Had it been that he planted it for himself, he wouldn't have served one term. So nabo abo, it's not hurting me. It might hurt the process because me, I don't feel pain. Because I don't hide behind the person, I hide behind the principle. And every time you are principle orientated, nothing touches you because you assume and accept that as is, principle dictates, not to the person. And you will survive, you will have no pain. People will be shocked, man, this one is living without pain? I'm living without pain because it is not personal. It is more professional and principle and process orientated. 
As Chiefs prepare to host Baraka FC in the Nedbank Cup quarterfinal away in Port Elizabeth on Saturday night, Compella has also highlighted that realistically they still have a chance of winning the league despite being seven points behind log leaders Mamelodi Sundowns who also have a game in hand. You have to be realistic. You, you can't choose currently. And are we in a position to compete on both? Yes. Looking at the squad you have, yes. Is it possible? The fixture allows for that. So we'll go both ways. And you never know, football is a funny business. You never give in and we never give up. You always push up until mathematically you are of it. But as is, we'll try one to narrow the gap from Orlando Pirates and also Mamelodi Sundowns. And with regards to the net bank, keep pushing it. Because clearly, as you put it, it is the last one for the season from knockout. But the marathon still goes on. There's still seven matches to go for. 21 points where you need to close a gap that is eight. Logically, yes. But optimists will tell you that, yes, it is possible. Pessimists will say, no, it's lost. Then you're saying, then the responsibility falls on you as an athlete, an entertainer, and a professional to service your constituency. That's all. We'll have to service our people, play good football, win every match till the last second of the season. SAFM Sports Wrap. There you have it. The coach has spoken. And that's it for SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. Hopefully as well, we've uh, put the Australian uh, saga to bed and we can focus on some test match cricket, the final test taking place at the Wanderers this coming weekend. It all gets underway on Friday uh, and let's hope we can focus on what's happening on the pitch and uh, not the side show off it. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. Dwayne DeLocker returns tomorrow at 6.30. From myself, Brad Brown, and my team in Johannesburg tonight, thank you so much for listening. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop right now, though. It is time for your news.